Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brands. In October, WPP shook the industry with news that it would merge VML YNR with Wonderman Thompson, creating what it called the world's largest creative agency, staffing roughly 30,000 people. John Cook is at the forefront of this new agency, leading it as global CEO alongside former Wonderman Thompson CEO Mel Edwards, who is now global president of VML. The vision is to have a connected offering across three buckets, brand experience, customer experience, and commerce that provides a scaled solution across the globe. But there's much work to be done, such as integrating two cultures, which were both themselves the product of mergers in 2018, as well as connecting back office functions, processes, and tools, all while continuing to service clients. In this episode, Cook gives insight into his vision for VML, shares how the merger is going so far, and gives a peek at what's to come in 2024. I'm your host, Allison Weisbrot, Editor-in-Chief of Campaign US, and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, Allison. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, super excited to chat with you today because I think everyone who listens to this podcast has probably seen the news that you're leading a massive 30,000 person merger. So tons of questions about that. <laughs> and also, it's a great time to set up our conversation at Campaign US's first conference, Convene Creativity Converge in New York City on February 27th for the listeners. Tickets are on sale now, so get them fast. Anyway, how you doing? I'm good. It's a good time to talk to you starting the year. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, it was a it was an eventful fall in the industry and I feel found myself right in the middle of it. That's for <laughs> sure. So I'm sure we'll dive into that. No, I'm good. I had a great a great holiday break. It'd been a kind of a long year, a good year, but just I did nothing. I just, I was, I was seeing people on Instagram with all their exotic places and I felt a little guilty. I was just laying on my couch, but it was, it was awesome. Sometimes that's exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I did. (laughs) Awesome. Well, you are right in the middle of a lot of the news happening in the industry right now. So back in October, WPP announced plans to merge VMLYNR, which you were leading with Wonderman Thompson. Um, they named you as global CEO. So let's kind of set the stage. Like what what was the impetus behind this merger? Yeah, lots of lots of backstory to it. And we can we can get into it, you know, as much of it as, as we want to, but a couple things. I mean, um, as, as you know, both companies, both Wonderman Thompson and VML One R had had were were mergers five or six years ago. We did those in 2018. Both were successful, uh, both grew. All the good stuff like growing, but but also we're successful in really simplifying things. If you, if you know, the landscape, it's not that long ago that you know if you take VML YNR alone, that was VML and YNR. But since then, we brought in geometry and GTB and Suddler, and so um, the idea was let's let's can we can we make this even simpler? And when when but both at WPP and then for the agencies involved, and that again we can get into all of it. But I I would say one of the one of the things um, w- was that there was a lot of shared clients between Wonderman Thompson and VML YNR, just by the nature of A, being in WPP, but B, being in some of the same space. So that was that was one of the reasons. But I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, but the offering, the chance to put something together, um, which again, let's let's get into that. But it's um, there's a lot there. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. So on the surface, they mm-hmm. kind of seem like pretty similar agencies, right? Like you said, VML, YNR, and Wonderman Thompson were both the product of mergers in 2018. They were sort of meant to take these legacy creative agencies, 
Young and Rubicam and J. Walter Thompson into the future with digital and data uh, expertise provided by VML and Wonderman, respectively. Um, what's complementary about them? I know you said that that there's a lot of shared clients. Um, how far does that extend and, and what else are, is, is complementary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the client's base level, that's, that's pretty easy. There are a lot of shared clients. But yeah, the, the richer... To your, to your point, there's a richer thing here, which is the complementary nature. Um, I would I would say I'm massively generalizing here, but but both a big common denominator was both you know large successful creative ad agency type objects, you know, in in, in one sense. And there's a lot of those in the world. The difference between what VML one R and Wonderman Thompson were from I think the rest a lot of the pack was both of them also had deep customer experience and deep commerce. And so the feeling was these are both really strong brand ad agencies, both with you know a lot of traction and customer experience and commerce. And the feeling was if we could combine the power of the of the brand agencies, ad agencies, so to speak, that they were, but you added the 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 pretty good scale that both companies had in commerce and customer experience, then you had the full trilogy. And the idea would that we've built the company on is let's build brands, let's do that around brand experience or advertising customer experience and commerce. And they are easy to say that. But the cool thing was if we did this, we were going to have scale in all three of those those paradigms, if you will. And then the challenge would be right. then how do you connect them and how do you do that at scale globally? And that's that's where we're at right now. So it's and and, and if if I was generalizing, I'd say there's a lot of when you look at the the competition for both those agencies was was both agency and consultant. And you could you could see consultants that were Head scale and technology and customer experience, but we're all trying to acquire or build or create better creativity. And I'm generalizing because every consultancy is different, but it's no secret they're all trying to acquire that creativity. It's like we could, we have that immediately. Like we, we're the best, biggest creative thing right off the bat. And if you look at the ad agency competition, you know, big agencies, a lot of big creative agencies like we were, are, but all of them trying to rationalize how do you add customer experience or commerce in some way. We had that right at scale. So maybe maybe we're going to that place that's that's an intersection of where agencies and consultants are going. And the true opportunity is we could do that right now at, at the jump at scale. Yeah, I think, I mean, definitely both of those camps have been moving in on each other's turf um, for the past few years. What about like Wonderman Thompson and VML YNR? Are are there any redundancies between them? Do you see opportunities to to streamline outside of those three buckets that you that you pointed out? Yeah, yeah, it's both. Yeah, for, so and then to answer your, just to, I'll get to that, but I think on the complementary nature that we should also mention, there's there's good geographic complementary nature. Just to further answer that last question, uh, because it. it you, you both were very global companies, but I would say in the main, VML one R especially with VML started and YNR started in the U.S., a little more U.S. leaning, bigger than Wonderman Thompson in the U.S., the opposite in, in Europe. So you have Wonderman Thompson more headquartered there, more, um, you know, bigger in Europe than VML YNR was, both strong in both. But the, the complementary nature of just instantly being super strong in both EMEA or Europe and uh, in the United States was good. In terms of redundancy or where there's there's duplication, um, there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's a lot of combi- – so you can look at it – a lot of where there's combined where there's duplicative capability, we look to how to how to make that end to end. For example, commerce redundant in the fact that both agencies have big commerce offerings, 
But when we looked at it, it's complementary because it kind of makes the ML is probably a little more VMI wires, probably a little more front end. Wonderman Thompson a little more um, the platform and the technology and generalizing, but that that's complementary. So that c- capability where it's redundant, we, we kind of made it stronger and more end to end. People, you know, when you look at there's people, there's a chief creative officer of both companies. You know, we had to make make some decisions. So those are those are good ones. We um, in most cases. We, we ended up with one person for that new role in a bigger job, but because the company's, you know, bigger, the the other person, so to speak, and every, if there's those kind of duplicative cases, is likely now doing something else different in the company, either partnering with the, the person who who's in that, that combined role or doing something completely different. So creative is a good example. Um, Debbie Van Dieven, who's the chief creative officer of VML YNR, will be our global Chief Creative Officer of VML is maybe the the biggest creative job in the world in in in, in advertising. Yeah. Um, Baz, who was the Chief Creative Officer of Wonderman Thompson, and Daniel Bonner, who shared that job with him, are both in different roles. Uh, Baz, gonna, uh, Daniel's going to play a big role globally, leading one of our clients creatively. Baz is going to help share running Amia where he lives, and then he'll also serve as our global head of innovation creatively. So, good example of what you're talking about. There's there's duplication in the role, but make make good use of both people in new capacities. Um, and then and then I'd say the the final thing, there's there's duplication in systems and, and things like that. You know, both have timesheet systems, both have da, 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 you know duplication there, duplication in real estate, in both those things, systems and real estate, um, that's just pure efficiency. We'll pick one spot to live in in a city, we'll pick one system to use, whichever one's best, and get immediate efficiency on both. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously big cost-saving opportunities here, right? When you're bringing two large companies together, but it sounds like you're sort of alluding to no major layoffs. Is that fair to say? I'd say it's fair to say that. I'd say we're working through that. There will be, there will be, you know, there'll be some redundancy of people. I think it'd be naive or not even good leadership to say if you had, if you're bringing together 30 some thousand people, that that as a company you couldn't do something a little more efficiently and uh, but no not, not, nothing major but I could you know there there will be moments where there are things we're over index on and have to hire more people for or put people into those spots like I alluded to that earlier and there there will be you know there'll be some spots where you know we have the exact same role don't don't need both those cases we'll make those decisions really carefully we've done some of that already and mm-hmm. uh, but I, th- I think it's I always think it's um, interesting when somebody talks about a merger and they say oh, there will be absolutely no changes, and I don't think I don't think that's the real world. I mean, there's yeah, you'd, you'd it'd be you know you, I don't think you'd be a responsible leader if you had you know thirty thirty thousand people working together and and couldn't couldn't find some level of efficiency. But we're you know we're being smart about that and trying to make any efficiency that we want to create, which we which is a lot um, more related to systems and real estate mm-hmm. and be as careful as we can about people's choices. But as, for as many times there will be duplication and have to make some tough choices on people, there will be, and there already have been, situations where that person doesn't need to leave the company. We just need somebody to do something different um, in the company. So equal equal right. choices and a lot of lot of work to do on that. Well, I appreciate your honesty there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's real. It's very real. And, and, yeah. and we're just staying really communicative about it. And um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting juxtaposition of a time because we're growing and we're putting people in new roles and then th- there are some some tough choices here and there so you, your your brain is kind of filled with with all that at one given time yeah well another interesting sort of um 
leadership, I guess, duplication was you and Mel Edwards, right? Mm -hmm. Global CEO of Wonderman Thompson. She's now global president of VML. Um, how are you two going to work together? We're going to work together great. Uh, I'll give you a little, <laughs> little couple backstory. Uh, and I would hopefully I would say that anyway, but just from the bottom of my heart, that one of the best things about this has been Mel. Um, you know, we're both known each other for a long time. We're friends across WPP, not just acquaintances. I mean, we we really have always gotten along great and had a good shared sense of humor. And and both of us, you know, along with Mark Reed, made these decisions about how to come together. And and uh, yeah, she and I had just had amazing first conversations when we got, you know, sitting down with Mark Reed, but then then the two of us just, you know, spending hours and hours together when on one moment we were just partners across WPP um, and two big agencies, the next moment you find yourself um, committed to each other in the future. And um, man, we, we both, again, sense of humor about it, sense of pride of what we want to accomplish, similar feeling about people and about teams, about clients. Um, but we're different. You know, she's, she's in, uh, she's, uh, I'm very American. She's very British. And <laughs> she, I live in Kansas City. She lives in, in London. And, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a great synergy. We've had the chance to, um, it, it, the, the last couple months of the year, we did a ton of traveling together. And we were already pretty bonded, but there was one point where she and I hit four continents in eight days, just trying to go around and get, get the foundation of this company in a, in a great place. It was, it was wonderful. Um, wow. And so, so yeah, we're, we're, we're very, there's so much to do. We're very together on, on just about everything. And then we're also finding ways to divide and conquer. And um, yeah. a little of my personality comes into her and her personality comes into me. It's going to be great. Yeah. I can't even imagine the jet lag of going to four continents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say divide and conquer, like, do you think she'll be leading more in Europe? You'll be more leading in the U.S.? Are there certain like skills like or capabilities that you're going to be leading more than others? You know, it, it would be uh, people have asked that, like just because she's there, or I'm here. Um, I think there's logistically and pragmatically there will be some of that, um, but we're definitely not drawing hard lines. Like I mean, just because we're not regional specific in the way that we're leading together, we're we're very much we've got a big U.S. call this week, um, just on a lot of good business and culture stuff, and you know, Mel's Mel's as much a part of that call as I am, and, and same with some stuff happening in Europe. And of course, there's many other regions too. But no, no, we're, we're not thinking about it geographically, uh, except for when it just makes sense pragmatically for her to cover something or me to cover something where we are. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the way that we're, you know, we're thinking about the company in, in a very global sense is more about, you know, I, I can see, uh, you know, Mel's already just taken a huge lead on the way that our regions come together and the way the regions work. She's, I think we both are good at this, but she's got such a good sense for that. And then um, I've been probably majoring a little bit more on how our capability comes around the world, you know, the way that brand experience, customer experience and commerce. But as I say that, it's it's very intermingled. But but generally speaking, if, if we have the, you know, the a, a good set of leadership on the capability we're going to provide and how that works, and we have a good set of leadership on the way that deploys itself into regions and connects, it's a pretty good combination. And I think we're both in that a little bit, but, but maybe we'll find some divide and conquer there. Yeah. So let, let's talk about that a little bit. Like mm -hmm. they put you in charge of this thing, right? So <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you hang around long enough, <laughs> it's, it's not kidding. No, it's, well, so you're like, you're <laughs> humble. Um, so what's your vision? I mean, obviously mm -hmm. there's, you've, you've kind of alluded to this like brand experience, customer experience, and I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the other one. Yeah, commerce. Creativity, commerce. Okay. Yeah. So what do you see as the path forward for success here? 
for this agency? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, you, you're right on the trilogy. I mean, the, the, I think, first of all, the notion that um, that, that creativity, it's a, it's a creative agency, a creative company. And the, the, the vision is that can we be, I think too often in our industry, people think of creative as advertising or creative as the brand experience, kind of the, the anthemic, you know, creativity. The company will be built on the idea that creativity, you know, the success of the company will be creativity that, that really blends brand experience, customer experience, and commerce. Because there are agencies that do commerce. There are agencies that do customer experience. You know, great ad agencies that do those things. But sometimes the creative department sort of stays over on the advertising side of things, and that gets labeled the, quote, creative. We've really started this thing on creative goes across all that. So the vision is if there's CMOs and we, ha- we have these and we see this, CMOs are CEOs who have more responsibility and remit on their plate to connect their, their advertising their, or their brand experience work with um, the way they transact and, and, and do commerce and with the product or the customer experience. That is more and more on, the, on you know, one person's plate as a CMO. We're, the vision is let's build the company that can, A, bring those three things together, and B, can do that around the world, either mm. massively strong just in the U.S. or just in the U.K. if needed, or we'll take it around the world. Um, and that's, that's, that's the opportunity we have. And so it's, you see some of the headlines, it talks about the thing being big, and I think that those headlines, and we're probably responsible for some of that just in the way that we announced it, but I think – the story isn't big. The story is the complete connected level of what's what's there. Now, it's if it was easy to connect brand experience, customer experience, and commerce and do it globally, everybody would do it. And so we're we have a lot to do. I mean, we we got all the weaponry, and we've got so many good clients that do that around the world with us already. We just got to keep building on that, and you know, um, be be every day be a percentage better at bringing those three things together. Yeah. So, so what are the challenges so far that you're seeing? I know it's early days, but you guys are moving pretty quickly. I know you mm-hmm. already kind of moved some leadership positions and things like yep. that. So like, how's it going, first of all? And then mm-hmm. what are some of the challenges that you're noticing arising? Yeah, um, yeah you're right. Bo- both are happening. That's why that break was so good, <laughs> by the way, just to, just to take <laughs> sure a week really off. Needed and, it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but yeah, the, the thing I'm, I'm, I love the offering that we just talked about, all that, love the brand and, and all that. But I think the thing I'm most proud of, but I, th- I do feel like I would not try to speak for Mel but or other leaders, but I think I'm speaking for both slash all of us on this point, which is I'm so proud and, and pleasantly surprised, I guess, as how fast and how well we've gotten leadership positions in around the world. I mean, we, we have really... You know, technically, we launched it to your point on October 17th. We announced it on January 1st was our first day. And we've got virtually every kind of global position related to capability. Like I mentioned, Debbie, creatively. We've got every regional leader. We've got every – in the regions, we've got almost every country figured out. And I'm not just talking about the, the single CEO of each of those aspects, but the full leadership team. And that – you know, it sounded good on paper, but to look back in January and just go, wow, we've got this in play. We are, we are humming uh, on that. Because that's so much work, as as you know. Um, so that that's been, I guess, both my favorite thing, uh, proudest thing, and maybe even pleasantly surprised that it, that's been relatively smooth. The challenge, you know, when, when you do that, if for every position that you put somebody into, there's somebody in a new position, and um, you know that that person getting used to that new paradigm. So um, 
you know, it, but but th- those are all working really well. But imagine that around the world, it's it's a lot of people in new positions. Um, it's been cool because let's say you got somebody. Um, there, there was a leader for Europe for both companies. Uh, a person named Ewan from Wonderman Thompson, a person named Andrew from VML Weinar, both doing a great job leading Europe. Both huge parts of both of those companies. Well, we what do you do then? We have we decided to have Ewan lead Europe. We decided to Andrew from VML Weinar to take a uh, chief business officer position to work not only in Europe but across the world on a lot of our clients. So you've got Ewan in a new <laughs> position doing great trying to ingratiate himself to a lot of people he didn't know from VML YNR. you got Andrew supporting him wholeheartedly in that. In that situation, Andrew just learning that his job is different. You in learning mm-hmm. that his job is now double because he's leading the combined thing. And it's working great. And both of them, new roles, but take that times the world. And uh, it, that's it's the best part and it's the challenge, but it's working well. It's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. How are you kind of like keeping continuity for clients as everyone settles into their new positions and teams. Yeah. The, while all this is happening regionally, it's, I think the number one thing has just been surrounding clients. Um, so we have, you know, like a, that's pro- I'm, I'm a, probably a little off on this, but, but maybe 75, 80% of the top 20 clients are shared in some way. Sometimes it was a bigger Wonderman Thompson client, a smaller VML R or the opposite. Um, so the first thing we do is just go into those clients and say, Hey, before we even get to what we think we can do better for you in terms of capability or growing with you, Let's just make it simpler because you're dealing with two different agencies. Now, it should be generally simple because we're both WPP and that, that generally goes well. But, you know, we can, we can make it a lot simpler. So that, that's what we've started to do across the client paradigms. It's been a lot of, a lot of that. And that's – no, that's, it's, it's actually working pretty well because to do that well, we, what we haven't gotten to is massive detail on the back-end systems or <laughs> like how to do timesheets. Yeah. We really don't know how to do that yet, but we know how to – surround clients. And I think if I learned anything from the first VML and YNR merger, it was focus on clients and serving clients, focus on people knowing one another, focus on people liking one another. I think the handbook says, go do all the system stuff first. Like we, we still haven't figured out systems in VML, YNR. <laughs> We've already now merged again, <laughs> but who cares? Because the thing worked and it was all built on clients and, and people and there will be stuff from the, those first two mergers that will never get figured out. But I don't care because it was it was about clients and people first. And that stuff did get figured out. Yeah. Well, to that point, like what are the unique challenges of merging two agencies that were the product of mergers not very long ago? Like, do you mm-hmm. feel like there was still like things left unresolved from those two mergers that are now like compounded by this? Or is it like a clean slate? Like, how do you kind of <laughs> yeah see that? I, I, I know what you said. I mean, I know what you mean. I think, I think what it is 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 when you when you're when you've done these other mergers, and I think both really well. What we both now know better is what's important, and so there's stuff that is to your point compounded because it wasn't even done in the first place. But then you go, but we've been kind of rocking along. Maybe that thing didn't matter, and so maybe this time we don't worry about it. I'm trying to think of an example for you, but it's like there were so many things we thought mattered the first time when all that really mattered was clients and culture and, and people. So, so as we see those things that are going to be really complicated this time, it's like, yeah, that's going to be hard, but let's not worry about that. Let's those things sort themselves as long as you're doing great work and doing great work for clients. I, I think that's the case. The other, the other there's a big difference too. I mean, if I'm being really honest, um, I never really talk about this this way. But be really careful in how I say it. But I think both those first mergers, there was probably some element of a of a large 
ad agency and J. Walter Thompson, Young Arubicam that you know was we were struggling for some relevance in a world that was putting a lot of pressure on agencies of that type. Wonderman and VML, I'm massively generalizing, but you know what I mean. They were they were red hot, more digitally minded, digital DNA, fast risers. That is a major difference in the exercise. When now, when you've got two companies that have been growing, that generally successful, have their own heat, have their own momentum, it's a totally different situation, really, because you're you're combining strengths. Now, there's massive opportunities at both. VML one or Wonderman were not Wonderman Thompson. Neither of them was, neither of us were perfect, but generally speaking, a lot of success these last five years. That's a different paradigm than I think what we experienced with, you know, the uh, the uh, the first merger. So that's, there's some mm. differences for sure. Does that make? I don't know if that makes sense. It no, kinda, it's a, it definitely <laughs> it definitely makes sense. You don't necessarily have the same, you know, legacy creative right. egos. <laughs> I guess <laughs> maybe you do. <laughs> but, oh, we um, always have that. Yeah. <laughs> that kid, I we said that, some, by the way, some, not you. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about culture. Like, how are you thinking about the culture of this new agency? Do you feel like the cultures of the previous two agencies were solidified? Is there still work to be done there? And then how does that set up the way you think about building this new culture again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'd say both pretty solidified, but it you know, varied by region and, and all those things. Yeah, very, very, I mean, I'm really proud of the VML Weiner culture, and I've known Wonderman Thompson culture across the way. And that one of the reasons you knew it was going to work is, is those, those, are, those are really good cultures. You know, and I, I go back to Mel, you can, you can just tell the way that we started, when we really started talking, that this is going to work culturally. Um, I think we had the same feelings about people and, and about what was important. But um, so, in, you know, I, th- I think one thing we've, we've said is let's not try to manufacture a new culture. You kind of hate that when a leader comes in and go, here's what our culture is going to be. And now we have core values. We've shared with each other aspirational, how we want to behave and those things. But it always bugs me when somebody comes in and goes, here is here's the culture committee and we'll now have Culture, begin culture now. You know, it's just yeah. like it's not how it <laughs> works. people do does not work that way. But um, so what we can control, this is what we're really clear on is, and this is if learned anything from the last merger. What you can control is give yourself a chance for, for uh, a culture, give yourself a chance for a culture to be strong is to, you know, let people collaborate on decisions, celebrate when people accomplish things, um, make sure people know who one another are. Uh, let voices be heard. Um, you create you create a forum for good things to happen, and those things you can control. And be great communicators. Be honest. There, there's so many things to it that I just I just I wish that at some point I could write some of this stuff down because it is just the opposite of of having the culture committee. And you know we'll have committees that will put together put holiday parties and stuff together, but that's not what I'm talking. About. I'm talking about you. You want to be in a company where you feel. Like you're part of it, like your voice matters. Like you, if you want to, you want to feel like you. If you have an idea, it can be expressed and completed. And then when it is completed, that somebody notices it, so somebody says thank you for it. I mean, this is pretty basic stuff, but I mean, you may be shocked how little that happens in, in some companies. Um, <laughs> so, are there certain things you want to take from VML YNR and Wonderman Thompson that like worked really well and blend them together, or is it sort of just like looking more organically mm-hmm. at at how things arise? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think, yes, there are in both cases. I'll try to think of an example, but I would say that, you know, we, we have. We, 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 we're probably, um, I'm kind of, I hope this comes out the right way. It's like when, when one of those things has happened in these first months, I think we've all been a little, 
maybe too careful because mm-hmm. both Mel and I are being really so respectful of, you know, and, and not just she and I, but all of us of wanting to create something new. But as we're getting into it, get more confident and more comfortable with one another. It's just been so much easier to go, you know what? That thing at Wonderman Thompson was amazing. Let's do that. Or mm-hmm. that thing in VML YNR. Probably early on, we're like, well, let's, you know, everybody was afraid to say their thing was was good or better or distinct. Now we're like, hey, <laughs> we'll take it. If it, it was yeah. working, let's go. And, and there's just no time to, to create something new. It's I'm kind of glad that we're kind of getting to the point where we're just like, we don't care where it comes from. Mm. And you know, at the first of any merger, you're like, let's have one Wonderman Thompson thing, one VML YNR thing. And now we're just like, let's just go. And, uh, and, and in doing that, the new things have now emerged that are, that are kind of the new VML way, which is cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of debate right now in the industry whether consolidation is the right sort of approach for how to best service clients. I think VML was a was a big catalyst of that debate. Mm-hmm. WPP has leaned heavily into consolidation. Why do you feel like that's the right approach? Like why is having this consolidated agency the right approach for servicing clients? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and trust me, I see all the debate out there and you find yourself in the middle of it. And I, one, one thing I say is I, I'm not... I wouldn't say it's a hard, fast rule. You must consolidate to be successful. I do know it's right for us. And I do have a strong opinion about, you know, um, just the way that the world of, of marketing communications is converging, that as agencies, as agency leaders, I, th- I think the, the smart ones are, are modeling or mirroring or, or future casting the convergence you see in the way people behave in marketing. It's as simple as that. I mean, when I see that you know, if you just go through your own life and you just take, like, if I just take myself this weekend on Instagram and the way I'm, I'm just one platform of many things, I'm just one person of one age group. But the difference between the way I am as I'm going through Instagram, looking at brands I like, some I've selected, some I haven't, re- seeing their great stories and their brand communications, the stuff I'm then, you know, going into their site and having this great experience with them. And then I'm buying something. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm literally the, the walking version of the way the world's converging and I'm not the only one. What if we can build an agency for that? Okay. That makes sense. There's a lot of paths to that agency that kind of modeling the behavior of consumers. And one of the best ways is to converge capability to be able to attack that. So I don't think it's like, I'm not Mr. You know, shout from the hilltops. We must consolidate and converge. It's, it's, I'm Mr. Let's let's bring together an agency that can serve the way a consumer does things. And if if consolidation and convergence is the way to do it, let's do it. And that's what this is. This is this is this is an agency meant to serve that that new consumer and the, the way consumers are going to interact with brands in the future. And consolidation happened to be a great way to do it. Um, and, and I think I think as you look at new technologies, like you know every, everything <laughs> from metaverse, which seemed to have disappeared, to AI now. If you, if you converge and build some scale and build kind of the, the framework of an agency that can do brand experience, customer experience, and commerce, then you can start to hang. Then you've got some – you've got the, when you've got that full solution, you, you could hang technologies off of it so well, like AI, like, you know, like um, any, any trend that comes up. If you've got the, the consolidated framework of the end-to-end solution, it's so much easier to, to respond to technology trends along the way because you've got the bones. Um, and mm-hmm. that's – so that's, that's it. That's a long answer, Allison, but it's like – I just, I just, I guess the main point is, I don't think it's about consolidation. I think it's about a connected marketing end-to-end solution. And if consolidation is is a path to that, and the best one, and in this case, it, it certainly brought a lot of weaponry together, then then I'm, it's all good. 
What would you say to the naysayers and the cynics who say it's all just financial engineering for for WPP? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny when you see because I, I do get it because it's like WPP is a big holding company. It's a public, you know, it's a, it's a publicly traded stock. VML Wine or Wonder Metals were already company. Just by the scale of it, just sounds it, it, holding companies sound big and super tanker like that. But I think it's an easy narrative for people because if you just step inside one of these things, like it's just me, it's just Mel, it's like all these people that make up VML is <laughs> it's 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 not that much different than any other agency out there. Just it's just it's like just combines it into such an awesome way. It's like um, if if you're living in it, it doesn't feel like you're living in a spreadsheet. Feel like you're in this vibrant thing that's it's a pretty powerful agency um but yeah i do see it and um yeah i mean i think i think the other the other thing is it is there is a there is a business to agencies and and um i think the smarter ones and i think we're certainly one of them you you constantly make decisions on how to how to be be relevant and be a strong business and i I've just now i've been a vml vml hour vml now almost 28 years and there's a lot i'm proud of a lot of good and bad along the way. But I think the thing I'm most proud of and it's probably the hardest thing in an agency is is being relevant and staying relevant. And just have always been part of some good choices on how to stay relevant in this world. And none of those relevancy decisions that I've ever been part of had anything to do with financial efficiencies. You know, there's always been benefits of that. Um but literally, I've never been part of a conversation where the reason VML or myself has done anything has been about that. And mm. there's some track record there. And, you know, you see agencies kind of come and go. Uh, you see agencies go skyrocketing up and skyrocketing down. And I'm proud that, you know, ne- never following efficiency decisions, but following decisions about what makes an agency relevant has, has been the way. Right. Well, you alluded to new technologies. And I think something that's both creating efficiencies and opportunities for relevance is generative AI. So how do you see that factoring into the way you build this new agency? And do you see a vision for how that might impact talent and like the way that you structure and staff departments and teams? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think I'd say, you know, kind of, we brought up WPP a few times today, just in, in your questions. And I think, I think that's something that's really gotten awesome in WPP, especially the last you know, five years as, as Mark's been the leader is when is, is every single WPP agency doesn't need to invest all of their, you know, all of their investment dollars into something because centrally at WPP, we can invest in things like AI. So, you know, when people say, does it, what does the holding company do for you? What's the difference? It's like, well, it's pretty nice to be an agency out there rocking as an agency does. And to know that, you know, to be part of a whole, I'm not, I'm not here to like sell holding companies or not. I'm just saying, course, I'm, I'm a fan of it, but this is a t- clear-cut case where you've got just way more resources to be ahead on AI. And so, we've, we've gotten a lot of traction through that. Um, then, to answer your question, the way we see it, I think, you know, we, we've we've kind of identifying all the ways that, that AI is helping our business and, and trying to double down on those. So, you've got, you know, kind of look at it from AI that's helping run the business. So, AI that's helping make decisions about how you run the business, AI that is helping create the work we do. So kind of the way that we're thinking about that um, and, and thinking about it in those those different viewpoints. And I, I do think there'll be situations where AI will reduce, you know, human labor. I do think there'll be equal times where 
the access to AI creates whole new jobs and, and experts that know how to harness AI, I think the two will balance each other out. In the end, you'd have a much more dynamic company. So we're, we're very close to it. There's one that one of you asked about um, things coming together. One of the companies that Wonderman Thompson acquired, a company called Satalia, is, is maybe the best AI agency in the world, um, was acquired by Wonderman Thompson and WPP a couple of years ago. That's an immediate now benefit to to the new VML, to your point about what's in each of these companies that's, that's helping. So we've got a full-on AI company you know, with, within us, um, which mm. is great. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I I want to end on a little bit of a personal note, if you don't mind. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you recently had a health scare, which I know kind of impacts the way you think about leadership and culture and, and work. Um, can you talk about what's happening, what happened and how that's influencing your approach to talent at VML? <laughs> yeah, I've never, never linked the two, but it's like, it's a good question. Um, yeah, uh, just for quick background, I did, had a major scare like a year ago, last October, uh, had a, like a totally kind of one-time, one-off cardiac arrest thing, which is a long story what it was, but it was kind of a lightning strike and a really healthy heart and overall health. But it was just a weird thing that I had for a month I didn't know I had that, that literally killed me um, for about nine minutes. And then there's a whole story there I won't go into, but the cool thing was somebody used CPR and saved my life. And it was a person on the street. It was like a just a, a woman that was driving by that stopped, saw me laying there um, with no pulse. She started it, but then the best thing is a <laughs> um, if you could draw up who could drive by next. It was a cardio uh, surgeon that drove by. Wow! And I was like, oh my god! Uh, and so he he finished. He didn't finish me off. He he finished off the CPR and got me back to life. So that was that was cool. It was funny in this new merger. Mark's like, Mark Reed's like, you're good, right? I'm like, oh, I'm good. So, I'm, <laughs> can you, I get, can you I get, handle no, the stress? <laughs> I can handle Oh, yeah, I've seen stress. So no, no, I've got good energy. But how it relates to talent, I, I'm not sure. I, I just know that my, my energy is awesome. And, you know, um, I think I've always just been so, I don't know, blessed, successful, et cetera, to have so many good people around me. And I mean, we're, we've it, it's just like this team is awesome. We have a VML and a lot of those people are people that I've known for a long time on both agency sides that have come together. And if, if, if I could relate the two, it's probably just have more appreciation for the people around you, of course, on the family side, but, um, but it worked just, I mean, that's, that's the other thing. It's just, it's, it, this isn't a bunch of robots that come together. This is <laughs> Mel Edwards and I, and, and so many others, like I've known her for a decade and, the, the, I mentioned Debbie Van Dieven earlier. Um, my friend Eric Campbell. I've worked with Eric Campbell for twenty four years, something like that, and he's the chief client officer globally. It's just I, I did get reflective over this break um, after st- still being alive, which is way better than being dead. To to to, um, to say, oh my gosh, all these people are just not only we're all together, we're all just doing much bigger jobs, and that's what makes me laugh when you read online that it's some like holding company spreadsheet that. It's like, this is not, this is like as human as it gets. And I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. Well, we're glad that you're okay and you're here (laughs) (laughs) and you're leading this agency into the future. Um, Well, thank you so much for chatting with me, John. I'm really looking forward to seeing you next month at Convene on February 27th. We'll get some of the more of the stuff. We'll have another month under our belt. It'll be fun to talk about and have the crowd, like, you know, just so many people from different types of, uh, agency backgrounds and interests, we can really get into it. There's nothing exactly. off the table, you know. So. Exactly. Maybe we'll even open up the audience Let's to do it. Yeah. take their shot at you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thanks, John. Um, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Allison. 
that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to Campaign Chemistry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and head to campaignlive.com for all the latest news on advertising and marketing. 